seventh episode of Hashtag Wolves. I'm your host, Noah, and always I'm here with my co-host, Will, in the Wolves Den. We've had to watch the Minnesota Miracle go, but the Wolves are here to stay. That being said, is it panic season? That's that's the question right now for your Timberwolves. It was definitely a rough week, and we got a lot of games to cover, so we're going to kind of fly through those and then get to our panic meter, maybe debate a little bit about like how soon we should start selling all our Wolves tickets. Yeah, we don't want to unveil the meter just yet. That's right. It's But I'm definitely putting on some like shoes to abandon ship as, <laughs> as, as soon as possible. But It's tough on your season ticket holder, but that's I think right. there's a sell-all option somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we can get that, get that cooking here pretty soon. So the games that we'll cover are... Wednesday, last Wednesday at the Trailblazers, Thursday at the Warriors, that was a back-to-back, Saturday at home against the Nets, Monday on the road against the Hawks, and Tuesday on the road at Toronto, another back-to-back game. But before we jump into that, I'd like to do a quick Western Conference watch and kind of see like where where we're at, take stock, where the rest of the teams are. The Thunder are streaking making their way up the Western Conference. Noah, are you nervous about that? I'll I'll slam the, oh my, we might not get the third seed or fourth seed button real quick. Yeah. yeah. Like the trains are coming and ours is not moving. <laughs> <laughs> it's The Thunder don't scare me based on how we played them right now, but we'll likely play them in a 4-5 series. Yeah. So, but people are like, oh, we'll play them anyway. You know, like people are just assuming that we'll be 4-5 and five or vice versa. I would like to have more games at home. Yep. <laughs> Call me crazy. So I would like to just pick up that four seed and roll in with that confidence over the Thunder. But given the trajectory of each team right now, there's a point where, where the Thunder passes up if this keeps up. Obviously, if both teams' weeks keep up, we're, we're in trouble. Yeah, it's, well, especially I want those home games based on how we did like this past week and this past month. So... Definitely don't want to be too content with like, LOL, whatever, we'll probably, you know, it doesn't matter, we'll play the Thunder, whether we're the four or the five, so Mm -hmm. nothing's guaranteed at this point. And I think I quickly got soft on the Thunder, just given, I mean, not a rickety start, but when you look at who's on the team, you want to sort of call it a big three, and so... I think I need to give more credit to them now that there is that chemistry rolling. And it, it, I don't see that there's any reason why they'd go back to how they're playing. You know what I mean? Once you have that type of chemistry, that type of talent, and you've got some pretty big wins and streaks under your belt, I don't, I don't see what stops them from having a better trajectory for the rest of the year than the Wolves. Yeah, for sure. I think they're eight of their last 10. They had won eight straight at some point. So, I mean, that's not obviously super sustainable but it shows that they can definitely put it together the other team to watch out for people were saying were kind of a dark horse like a matchup with the warriors would be really interesting first round is the new orleans pelicans and now boogie tears his achilles and they're wondering is he going to resign are they going to blow it up so i think just further creates that that buffer between us falling to like a six seed you know how there's that clump of teams where everyone seems like they could grab six seven eight yep Sort of where the Trailblazers were for a while. I, th- I think there's that's just a lot stronger buffer now. So I guess we're we're definitely trapped in sort of because the Thunder's gotten better and the Pelicans have gotten worse. So I think it just puts us in this like bubble of this four or five kind of complex. So what you mean to say is you hate to see a great player like Boogie Cousins get hurt. Would you like to apologize to Boogie for like not even mentioning <laughs> Boogie, like that? As a I'm moment? sorry, you are kind of uh, mean on the court. 
but I'll put aside my differences, and I do feel bad for you. Yeah, best wishes to Boogie, but yeah, I definitely agree with your point that it kind of stops the Pelicans. It gives them a pretty defined ceiling without those two, so they're not as, like, scary of a team, even if they were lower in the Western Conference standings, to make some noise in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So should we then jump right in? You've got Wednesday's game at Portland, kind of a tough one to start the week. Yeah, this is one of those wins that we thought we probably should have picked up to, to solidify that we're better than Portland, go on the road, grab a win before you have to play Golden State back-to-back. And so I think we just set ourselves up poorly for Golden State with the loss to Portland. Lillard had 31. Portland, by the numbers and post-game, said that they had the best one of the best quarters of their season, definitely with, with that quarter there. And then but the silver lining, I guess, would be that Wiggs got 24. I mean, I remember last week we talked a lot about how Wiggs has seemed to step up and be more efficient when Butler in Butler's absence, and I would definitely say that it continued in this game, going 11 for 17, and then Towns went six for nine and Crawford seven for ten, but that doesn't it doesn't translate to enough shots. I mean, Towns taking nine shots, it's not enough. Yeah, so like like right away you just you just see that it's it's not enough. You had three guys who were efficient, but none of them had like a huge game. And in Butler's absence on the road, that's probably something you need to pick up. 123 points basically just tells you that Butler was missing from the game. Yeah. From a defensive leadership aspect of basically yelling at Towns to go to the other side of the court. And then also just being really good at defense. So missing missing those two things. As well as probably not having the same level of confidence on the offensive end. And weighing talent on both ways. But I just think his defense is where his like kind of glue ability comes out with the team. Yeah, I think you're right. You definitely see it the most on defense, especially since Portland has kind of the two-headed monster of Lillard and McCollum. And without Jimmy to check one of those guys, you're like next man up. One of them's going to go off. Right, exactly. becomes that much more difficult. And you said it too that, you know, I was paying attention to the game and seeing like, oh, we better pull away with a win here. Otherwise, we're going to be gassed against the Warriors. And it kind of came true like we didn't. We didn't get blown out, but we lose decisively to Portland. Probably expend Which is a probably lot the of energy. Worst of both worlds. Yes, because there was no point where you put the bench in. You know, right. If you're up by twenty, you're down by twenty. Tibbs is going to recognize, or maybe not. Right. That guys are tired. You would hope and save some energy for Golden State. So yeah, going into that, it just set us up for failure. Honestly, I'm not that unhappy with the game in the context of it all. Going one and four, it just sort of adds to this despair. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say that this is like the worst game of our week. You're going back to back. Both are on the road. Uh, it's the Warriors. That's really all I need to say. And Butler's gone. Yeah. Like putting all those ingredients in the pot is a big old L. Yes. So Wiggs goes back to an old self and panics. Goes four for 18. Great timing. Great, yeah. great yeah, game yeah, to r- do it. Right when we just needed it. Honestly, might as well waste that on the Warriors. You know? Yeah, just, if you're, know. you know, yeah, if you're going <laughs> to go gonna down, go down hard, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's more frustrating when you do that, things like that against, like, the Hawks in Orlando. But anyway, Towns, just the usual kind of game, 13 for 24. Crawford, 9 for 16. So, we, I mean, we've mentioned him in Portland and Golden State. Last two games, above 50%. I'm down on him. So, I I guess either Crawford or Wiggins has been uh, impressing me each game. It's so. almost like they're high-volume shooters that don't shoot with very great efficiency. Huh. But, but one of the, like, <laughs> they have been starting to, and that makes them all the better. Right. So that's my compliment to them. And then Teague at 17 points. I think 
I, I, I mean, it's not a crazy debate, but I think the whole Teague and Tyus thing is just really getting settled. Yes. Tyus has gotten the minutes to score 15, 20 in a game. He doesn't, especially when Teague's injured. And then Teague comes back and just kind of goes into his old role where and then Tyus scores six or seven. So I, I'm fine with all that. It's what I expected. Tyus is probably doing better than I expected, but I think we should just really put that one to rest. And I don't think it was much of a debate to begin with. I think it was more of just a hot topic item. Right. And maybe we can go off on a tangent just a little bit. I know we got a lot of games to cover, but I think it's, I mean, it's totally fine to criticize Teague. He's one of the guys that I've probably been the most disappointed in because I felt like Butler's overachieved and Gibson's overachieved or based on what I expected from them. And Towns has meshed well. So I'd say Wiggins... Wiggins, I'm not too happy with. And Teague, I wasn't sure what we were going to get. And so far, it's been a little bit tough to evaluate. But that doesn't mean we should say Tyus should be in over Teague. It's just Teague should be playing more consistently. Yep. And when he scores really well, the Wolves' offense flows well. But sometimes he seems like he's kind of lost. There's just like 30-second clips on Instagram of him throwing like an alley-oop smack into the backboard and like quick turn. He just kind of has like some moments where he just blanks, it almost seems like. Mm-hmm. And those get a lot of publicity, but it's really just one turnover. So I understand that. But I think if you put it in the context of... I remember when all these trades were going down. Wolf's hype was already flowing. Things were going crazy. And we hear that we get Teague. Right away, people said, oh, it's not even worth it. Like straight up Rubio for Teague. Which and, I thought was kind of crazy, but... So I, I think we're past that point, or I think we should be. Teague stretches the floor more. He's a better scorer. Yeah, he probably doesn't move the ball as well as Ricky, but we have other... Or Tyus. Or, some, or Tyus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I think his other attributes make up for that completely. So if you think you put in that context, then it's fine. That's kind of where I was at. Mm-hmm. I was sort of, like, this was a, just a swap player-wise. Yeah. Well, and you you sent me the win shares prior to the season, and some of that has to do with the, you know, available impact you can make on your team, but yeah. Teague was far and away better than Rubio in one of those, like, sort of all-encompassing stats of just a player's impact on a team. Mm-hmm. And one of the shortfalls of those stats is that it doesn't really encompass how well you're pulling guys away from other teammates, where Rubio people would basically play a zone mm-hmm. in the lane on him, right? Right. That's going to hurt all the other four guys on the court. There's not a stat to really reflect that unless you're using like advanced tracking stats. But Teague pulling a guy out is pretty invaluable, especially when you're comparing it to Rubio. So, yeah. Yeah, and you I, can I, see totally it in games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, basically, I just need like a call to action to Wolves fans to like let Tyus be on the bench and let us have a good bench player. But you can. Why add... not let us have a good bench player? Right, exactly. Let us have and still <laughs> criticize Teague. I'm very critical of Teague when I'm watching the games at home, but d- then your first reaction shouldn't be, so Tyus should be starting. It should be, so Teague should be playing more consistently, you know? For yeah. every time there was a bad game, someone would, like, b- get replaced on the bench. It would be a very, very, it would almost be like the Wolves from 2010 to, mm-hmm. like, 2016. So, RIP. Yeah. So sorry to split off on the tangent, but I want to like defend Teague, give oh, him no, a little I think tough it's love. Helpful just to give some fans some perspective on like the the past and reflect on how it is probably better. Right, and it's okay to have bench players. Yeah, <laughs> which and I guess this isn't great timing because if we're looking at the Brooklyn game and then the Atlanta game after that, Teague really had two 
awful game. So we'll jump in there um, and kind of keep that in our back pocket. The Wolves got their win on the week uh, against Brooklyn at home. I would say it was a really solid win. There was some buzz, like, kind of in Twitter and in some podcasts that cover the Wolves and on the radio saying, like, we couldn't even stomp a bad team, but we beat them by... Yeah. I'm sure the line wasn't negative 14. Right. That's ridiculous. Like, we beat the market. Yeah, exactly. And what you do with a bad team, and this is what the Wolves did, you jump on them and you just hold them off. I would have loved to see them break it over 20 so the Nets kind of fold, and then we can you know, sort of get an even more solid win. But if you look at the box score, Wiggins had 21. So another good game. Butler was back and he had 21, six and five. Cat had 16 and 19 and Taj had 14. So what else, you know, what else do you really expect from the Timberwolves? The Nets are not a good team, but we got a solid win. Yeah. And I mean, Tyus picks up 13, Jamal picks up 16 and they get 24 and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's, we didn't we didn't waste our starters in these games. Um, no one played over forty minutes in that game. Right, Th- that's big. Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm glad I'll, I'm glad we're I'll on the same that. page about that. I thought it was a really solid win, and I thought we moved the ball well. Some some of the Nets got like the, the players that they're rolling out. I am not super familiar with, and I just can't tell <laughs> if they're good or not. So it was frustrating to see him score. Um, Jaleel Okafor gave it to Towns on a couple of possessions, but. Ultimately, we got the win, and especially this week, I think I think we'll take it. You it was know? probably in the context of losing two in a row, and people said, oh, and then you only go out and, you know, barely beat Brooklyn but right. by 14. Line was 11. So, yeah, it, 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 if you're just zooming in on that game, quite all right. Yeah, a win's a win, and we will take that against against Brooklyn or against any team on, on a given night. Yep. But then going into Atlanta and getting a good night's sleep and just picking yep. up an L. A little bit of a doozy. I, yeah, you don't, you don't feel as great about that. Teague, 2 and 10, as we talked about. We'll uh, scan over that a little bit. Yes. Um, Butler with 24, uh, Wiggins with 18, Tosh 17, Cat 15 and 13. Cat, uh, it, it's consistency. It's it's pretty insane. Yeah, it's unreal. Um, it, it almost gets so boring and consistent. That you really do forget him. We talk about this over and over again, how we just lose sight of him on the court, or you look up at the, the screens at the Wolves game and you see that he has like 10 and 10 already in the first half. Yep. So I think we still need to appreciate that. Butler's a little more flashy, so he gets more media attention, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just good to see that that's keeping up. But yeah, you can't go out and lose to Atlanta in this fa- fashion. They had the NBA's worst record at the time of the game. After the game, Tibbs said sometimes you don't get calls on the road probably i mean what at that point in this week he had gone one in three or in our how we frame weeks um he's probably a little frustrated and i mean knowing tim's tibbs he's probably not too excited to talk to the media but that's just obviously like a bs excuse yep can't do what we did with atlanta here butler comes back hot with 24 i you know that's i wouldn't like that's a good game. Yeah, it's definitely expect. what you um, what you'd want from him coming back. Yeah, we get outscored forty six to twenty four on our bench. Usually, I'm not too down if the Wolves bench gets beat, just because our bench is probably worse than most teams' bench. Mm-hmm. So if we you know if we pick it up, it's a silver lining. But I would hope that the worst team in the NBA's bench can't beat ours. Yeah. You know? So to lose by twenty two to their bench, that's probably the the headline of the night or my sort of takeaway for the night. Why we dropped that one. 
And there was, there's no rest. There's, there's no other excuses that you can pull off for Golden State and Portland. Right. I think it's definitely a winnable game. The only thing you have going for you is on the road, you know, but the, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. If the worst, one of the worst teams in the league has a better bench than the Timberwolves, we're in a little bit of trouble. I know that they shot threes well and Teague really struggled, but our other pieces of our big three and starting lineup should really make it up for us. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm fine if we come on here and say, hey, Portland or some some team like that, or maybe even the, the Jazz, they they went off and they shot threes. Yeah. But Atlanta, there, be, there should be so much of a buffer with a team like that. If you want to be one of these top three or four teams in the West, these excuses, they become invalid. And yeah. I'm not saying that you're giving validity to them, but... I just think we need to acknowledge at some point you need to, you need to just pick up these games whatever's going on because right. you are the better team on the court. You yeah, know? you should you should really crush these teams and the Wolves had a tendency this week to let them hang around. Then ultimately we close out week last night with a loss at Toronto. It was a pretty ugly game. I was really really hyped getting into it and Jim Pete and Dave Benz had me going saying like Andrew plays really, really well against Toronto because that's where he's from. He plays really well against Cleveland because they drafted him. He also apparently has great games against Sacramento, so we'll dive into that. I think we both probably feel, I probably feel stronger about about statistics like this. Yeah. Do you think Andrew Wiggins has a different mental state? Maybe playing in Toronto. I I can get that. But the fact that they mentioned Cleveland and Sacramento... Maybe like, he spent like a week long vacation in Sacramento once. Yeah, and they didn't I'm sign so him, so he's here. pissed. Yeah, I've stayed in this hotel before. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, that's that's those stats are just silly, and they have to fill they have to fill the airwaves. Yeah, to get that exactly. Back. They have to I hype it up. Credit to that. <laughs> and so, really, you your point is right on that because Andrew didn't play a great game. He, everyone was taking jumpers Shocker. for the Wolves. Yeah, and we had a lead at halftime, really behind Gorgie, who played well, but. The Raptors just kept pressing out on defense, and that really frustrated the Timberwolves. We didn't really run any offense, and we kicked it to Teague a couple times underneath the basket when Taj would get doubled on a screen, and Teague would just miss a layup or not go up confidently. So he wasn't the only guy, but it kind of points to the fact that if you need Taj to throw a high-low pass into Teague on the block to get your offense going... It's just, it's not really a recipe for success. The Wolves just didn't have it. Um, no one played really well. Towns didn't get a lot of touches, which was really strange. Even in the games he played well this week, I thought he didn't have a lot of volume. So yeah. I would definitely look to have the Wolves get it to him on the block more, or find him more on the three-point line. Mm-hmm. So really just kind of an ugly way to close out the week. And against a team like Toronto, you need a team win, usually. Yes. Um, and Belly... Tyus and Crawford combined for 12 points mm-hmm. and also had each over 15 minutes. So they're out there long enough to produce and they, they didn't. So especially after a long week like this, you got to rely on your bench a little more. Yep. And they just weren't there. I mean, like you said, Gorgie had a good game, which is good to see. We don't really give him enough credit or talk, I guess, give him enough airwave. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's good to see. Shabazz got in for seven minutes which is, for whatever The reason. Shabazz thing was so weird because... I'm I'm a big Marcus George's Hunt fan, and he goes missing. He just goes, Tibbs, I don't know if it's like a situational thing, but sometimes he just does not give Marcus any run. And I haven't looked, but I can practically guarantee right now I'm comfortable doing that, that George's Hunt 
every way which way you look at him on basketball reference, he'll pop out better than Shabazz. Yeah. And I, what like what's what's our plan with Shabazz? Are we developing him? Are we? You know I mean? like, he's on a veteran's minute. Yeah, I have no idea. Are we idea. trying to give him some minutes so that someone will think that he's a half decent player and then pick him up for uh, you know a decent amount? Yeah, and if- I, I I just. You can always make excuses with young guys, right? Yeah. Like, oh, he'll you know fall into his role and he'll figure it out. But it, Boz is a veteran by years, but not by right. I even <laughs> think Belly should be getting some of his minutes because you're not oh, putting yeah. in, you're not putting Shabazz in for defense, and Belly can stretch the floor. So they put Belly at the three sometimes. Why not just do it more and just rely on his three point shot? You know, because at least he'll work it in the offense as opposed to Shabazz will just take it to the rack. So, yeah. who knows? I mean, was, yeah. Always a mystery when you see him in the game. Yeah, so definitely. I, can, I, I, was I don't have off. an explanation. It was, it was crazy to see him in there, but... Just really the cherry to top this loss. Yeah, exactly. And even, even on the week. So, it was definitely a tough go for the Timberwolves. They kind of had a, a rough draw with... Five games in one week, four of them on the road, and two back-to-backs. Noah, your your thoughts on the Wolves' week? So I think a lot of times people get most frustrated with the games where, like, you almost beat Portland or you almost beat Golden State, and we did sort of hang in those games. But I don't, I don't know. I'm much more frustrated with a loss. I mean, I mean Toronto's also a good team, but like a loss at Atlanta that irks me a lot more. Yep. And I just think we can't do that. And we were close um, against Toronto. Yeah, we were like we were close in Toronto and Portland. I actually I don't have the Golden State score in front of me, but um, they pulled away. Okay, but so, but that's Golden State. So yeah, what, what I'm trying to say is like these are good teams, but one in four, it's just not going to cut it. These these are the teams you're going to be playing in the playoffs, right? Yeah, Portland, Golden State teams as good as it's, the Raptors. Yeah, things like, like that. Like Toronto. So you yeah. can't just say we had a hard week and we went one and four. So. We could talk a little more from two and three, three and two, but it's it's probably just one of the worst weeks in a while. Yeah, for the Wolves, definitely. And we we mentioned it in our last episode that they had a tough stretch coming up, but it just went differently than I thought. I think the Atlanta loss really all signs are there, there for like a two and three week. Yep. And we talk about how we can spin this in a mediocre way. Yeah, exactly. And it turned into just a, a really disastrous week. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to touch on that. I mean, we mentioned before, so we can just go back to it briefly. Teague really struggling in the back half of the week, putting up two points against Brooklyn and Atlanta, who are kind of the bottom feeders of the East. We got the win against Brooklyn, but sort of disappeared against Atlanta and struggled mm-hmm. against Toronto. We're not calling for his job. Yeah, even though we think he's a starter, we can totally criticize him, and I agree with what you have here. So, right. yeah, I think it's a tough week. Yeah, doesn't mean Tyus' spot should switch up. Tyus probably should have got more minutes. So. I definitely agree with that. But yes. you, you can use your bench, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think we're so used to having these bad Wolves teams or a coach like Tibbs where everything, we huddle around the starters and depend on them. But, I mean, use your bench. Spread it out. I mean, get some guys some minutes. Like, if Teague misses three shots or does three boneheaded plays, just take him out, let him recover, refresh. Yeah. Get Tyus some minutes. He's composed. I mean, I think he builds more confidence in the offense in a weird way than Teague probably does. Yeah, it gives there's, the team, there's just more variability when he's on the court. Yeah, it gives the team a little bit of a different identity, which is totally fine. Jim Peterson was talking about how bench units often have kind of a different personality, different play sets. Tyus is just a different player than Teague. And usually you have more rigid things going on. Mm-hmm. Like LeBron can take just dribble, drive, slam it down, right? Yep. Like And just do what he wants. 
for bench teams to score, they have to sort of set things up a lot of times, or they have to kind of figure it out. Yeah. And I think that incorporates a lot of teamwork and not sort of selfish basketball. And I think when you're when selfish basketball isn't working, you just really do need to go back to the fundamentals. We hear it all the time. Yep. You know, when Wiggins is bouncing things off the backboard, Crawford's throwing up some stuff, Boz somehow gets seven minutes, you sort of just need to slam the reset button. Yeah, so well, two of those the panic button. No, the reset, reset button. button. Well, two of those players you mentioned are on the Wolves bench, so it's kind of tough. Like, I totally agree. You go to your bench, you should maybe go to like a more I'm talking like conservative like or fundamental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Sometimes we go Can, to our bench. Let me have a narrative. Okay? Yeah, that's true. Sometimes <laughs> we go to our bench with Crawford, and it's like all basketball sense goes out the window, and we're just going to yeah. try to sauce for them up. the bench to be successful. They have uh, to play okay, solid. Got basketball. it. And I, and I definitely agree with that. We also have something on just the Wolves never leaving Target Center and how great of a season that would be if we could just play every game at home. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. the This is the end of the month, so we can kind of take a look back. We were 8-0 at home this January and 1-8 on the road. And we had some notable losses to Brooklyn, Orlando, and Atlanta. And all in the East. Yeah. The well, curse is real. <laughs> Throw it. All the advanced stats out the window. Yeah. I don't care anymore. It's 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 just the staple sizes there, like everything. Yeah. I mean, last time we touched on, like, wow, why are we struggling or, like, doing well against the West, struggling against the East? Now it's clear, like, whatever. <laughs> if we're at home, we succeed. So home games against the West were, like, an absolute slam dunk. Road yeah. games Watch against the East. Watch us plow to the finals. And yeah. Then, Oh, you know, here comes Atlanta. <laughs> Cinderella run. Yeah, that would be probably the worst scenario for the Wolves is making it to the finals because we'd have to play a team against in the East. It's it's bad right I now. I don't want I don't want Brooklyn in a seven game series. No, and I mean I threw out those three teams because they're the bottom three teams in the East right now. So if they sound like familiar, <laughs> yeah. So it was. A rough month from that sense, but I mean, if you do have tickets to the home games, it was a great time to go because the Wolves were really on fire at home. Maybe why they raised the prices. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, we could get to that in another, like a whole supplementary <laughs> That's a pod. bonus rant. Yeah, on how I feel about that. The season ticket I have been loyal since 2017, <laughs> yeah, and this year. is what you do to me. Yeah, so just, just a rough go on the week for the Wolves. Yep, no other way around it. Mm-hmm. But we still support our team, and as always, we will be back next week. Yes, to talk uh, all things Timberwolves. Howl. Howl.